kabuyelo, abuyelo, kabuyelo, ka. Hello. Good morning to you, Sakina, and to the rest of the AM Live listeners. You, you know what they call Black Label in Pretoria? I have no idea. Zamalek. So they're just going to drink these toys tomorrow. That's all they're going to do. I, I could hear there was absolutely no sincerity in your song there. Hi, Clive. You know, no, man, you must be patriotic. You must support Cabo Yellow, you know, tomorrow. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. But fair the, enough, fair enough. The Asian markets, they traded narrowly uh, mixed this morning. So what's going on? I think it was just uh, a bad case of recovering from what happened earlier on with the Chinese data coming out, really hitting hard, uh, unexpected lows there for the production side. Uh, the consumer rights was up a little bit. It looked like it was going to continue to be that way. In any case, we're expecting the September numbers to come out uh, a little bit more... Um, I suppose uh, uh, more exciting than what we saw because obviously we've been having uh, some good results coming out of China of late. So uh, this was a disappointment. The Asian markets did trade a little bit mixed. Uh, mostly, though, Sakina, they were slightly in the positive, most of them. Uh, the expression traded dragged global risk sentiment lower uh, this morning. So the Japanese Nikkei, as you mentioned, that was down already by 0.05%. And if you look at exactly what happened there, the topics as well, uh, that fell by 0.14%. The cost pay, um, also slightly a bit higher by 0.51%. In Australia, you know where Australia is, um, that the ASX 200 traded up by 0.07%, uh, with the material sector the one that actually contributed the most at about 70 basis points, uh, while the heavily weighted financial sector was a little bit down by 0.13%, which sort of dragged a little bit uh, of the performance for the ASX 200 there. Major miners in Australia traded down. Uh, we had the real thing, so uh, dropping there by 1.6%. Sakina uh, 42 uh, was also down by 1.3%. We had the BHP bulletin also down by 1.38%. So we're looking at the Thailand uh, stock exchange as well, which was expected to trade um, a little bit under uh, today. It says the news passing of the country's 88-year-old king, uh, Bumabo. I don't know if you know him. Did you know this guy? No. The first time I was hearing about him, and you should have seen those pure Thai, Thai people. They were so emotional and crying and leaving roses. Oh, I felt sorry for them. Um, obviously, we have our own king here. Oh, king will really Yeah, yeah, we've got our own king as well. Second, you know, mm. so, our own monarch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a few actually, but uh, the yeah. Chinese September exports affect uh, emerging markets, including South Africa. How have they affected us? Um, what happened, Sakino, is that we saw stock yesterday after the Chinese export revived concern about the health of the world's second biggest economy. Uh, the RAND, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but it recouped slightly at some losses there against the dollar, uh, but it still traded near uh, its previous four-week uh, lows. Its investors threatened that the finance minister of Gordon could be removed from his job. I don't know how, how factual that would be, but uh, those were the rumors they were making the round yesterday. And we saw the top, uh, the top 40 index uh, falling by 2.31%, uh, with about 44,006 points down. Uh, the all-share index was also down 2.04%. It seemed like, you know, there's this uh, whole cloud. I call it a cloud because, um, you know, when, when you have unexpected, uh, unexpected measures that you're working with, you don't know where the lightning is actually going to come and strike. You know, so maybe we must get somebody who actually understands how lightning gets struck. And then we can talk to somebody. Maybe, I don't know, I've got connections in Limpopo there. Um, we can see what we can mm-hmm, do. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm, if, mm-hmm. If investors... Ah, you're not taking me there with you. No, no, no. <laughs> no, Clive, no. But, but, but what investors...
investors want to know security. They want security. So I was looking at this, and there's persistent concern over, obviously, the weak growth uh, in China. Uh, there's also, uh, it's weighed down by the assets uh, in the region, exporting raw materials, which is slightly weakened. It affected some of the emerging markets. So everybody just a little bit concerned at the moment what is taking place. We also have the Fed as well, so you know, obviously raising, in, uh, raising interest rates perhaps maybe in December. So a lot of investors are really um, trying to make out what is the end of the 2016 going to look like. And it seems like really a lot of them know what is actually going to happen. Well then, Clive, uh, just very quickly, of course, with everything that's going on about uh, the, uh, the state capture report by the public protector oh. and, um, oh. you know, Praveen Gordon and his legal woes, S&P uh, Africa head, uh, now uh, that, uh, he's come out to warn that it is not business as usual for South Africa. I think we all know that, but of course, when he yeah. says it, yeah, you know, we need to listen uh I guess, a lot more closely. So what exactly is going on? Yeah, the guy is from uh, Shut Up and, and Poor. No, sorry. And, uh, uh, Standard and Poor. Incorrigible is the word. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be very worried to keep trusting uh, anything that comes from somebody called... This is, his name is Conrad Reese. That's a very, very oh, deep name and passionate. And he was very passionate about talking about what is at risk here is the political turmoil continues to be hinting the finance ministry. But, Sakina, let's be honest, you and I, my sister, take away the political aspect. If you're a rating agency, despite political uh, instability, the economy in South Africa this year really, really has recovered a lot from where we were sitting uh, at the opening part of this year. We have seen growth of 3.3%. We have seen the rent strengthen. We have seen jobs numbers improve, even though it was not by much. We have seen our um, our companies, our manufacturing companies, uh, uh, do some good output. We saw our deficit come down. We imp- we, e- we we exported more than we import. We, we imported. I think that is some good news. And so, if I were to strip out the political tension and just focus on just the economics, which I would do, because I would have a ninety ten sort of uh, gauge, because I would concentrate more on the economy and its performance as opposed to the 10%, which is the political turmoil that is taking place. So if I look at the 90%, it's, we're doing relatively well on that. And if this is the truth, then I don't see why we should be getting a downgrade, to be honest with you, uh, in December, because I think uh, fundamentally we look at our economy, we've recovered well, we've spoken to the right people, we've convinced them, uh, Minister Gordon has done it, President Zuma has been traveling, we remember even from the beginning of the year, he's been doing that as a CEO. Uh, initiative that's taking place that is convincing business to build confidence within business in the global sector. So I think, in, in a nutshell, if I was looking at 2016, I would really hate to see how we, uh, where the downgrade will be coming from. I'd hate to see it happen uh, with the South African economy. With that in mind, I just want to say good luck to the Sunday one of the Amayelo for tomorrow, and I just want to wish them a wonderful weekend. Good job.